So um, I'm going to just share a bit, and Nick is going to read uh, for us in, a, in just a moment, just some, some words from Scripture. But I just want to say uh, a little bit, as I, uh, as I said a moment or two ago, reminding us about um, some of the lessons that we've learned through the first phase of our lockdown as we go into this next phase. And uh, particularly as we think about Trinity's vision and Trinity's mission. Lots of, lots of people have been uh, struggling, of course, massively um, through this lockdown. And of course, we recognize that lots of people still are. Uh, people are dying still in horrific numbers, uh, both in this country and, of course, now most especially in other parts of the world. And so we have to recognize that for those of us who have the luxury of beginning to go into whatever new normal may look like, for many people, it's far from normal. And our prayers and our thoughts continue to be with those, don't they, who are suffering and, su- suffering and struggling. Perhaps for us, we're beginning to see some of the financial impact as well. And perhaps those of us here today, those of us watching online, we ourselves are struggling financially. We're worried or anxious about the future. Well, what does God say into this for us as a church family? Uh, Next week, Tim is going to be sharing a little bit more about what it means personally as a a disciple of Jesus to, to walk with God into the new normals, the emerging normals. I just want to say a little bit this morning about for us uh, as a church family. Um, I love the fact that during this pandemic, there's been loads of ingenuity. Have you, have you noticed the way that people have tried to come up with things? Someone was telling me, we're all, by the way, we've all got masks uh, in, in Trinity because we're now having to do that in confined spaces. Um, but someone was telling me that um, someone's come up with a mask that, that when you open your jaw, the bottom of the mask opens up so that you can eat. Because eating in a restaurant with a mask is not great, is it? You know, kind of up, up, in, out, you know. So isn't it? Um, did, you, did you see online there was a film of two Italian men playing tennis on the sort of 10th floor of their, of their uh, block of flats? And they were outside the window. One was leaning out one window in his flat and the other was in another flat. And they were playing tennis across, the, uh, across that. I, I loved the... Uh, did you see the picture of the guy who so wanted to hug his nanny that he got a shower curtain and created a hug sort of kind of device that he could put this shower curtain over all of himself and then hug his nan. I love the ingenuity. Of course, there's no such thing ever actually, is there, as a fixed normal. We're always needing to live in response to, to developments and to, to momentum. I hope you know there's a momentum in creation. Creation is, is moving forward always in God's purposes and God's plan. There's the momentum of God's revelation to us. So God reveals himself through creation. Then God reveals himself through Abraham and Moses and through the prophets in the first half of our Bibles, the Old Testament. And then, of course, in Jesus, God reveals himself fully and perfectly. And then into Scripture, into the Bible and into Acts and everything we read about. And and what we're learning now as the Spirit leads us, there's always a momentum. There's always movement. There's never fixed. We followed through the story of Ruth together as a church just over recent weeks. And we see how in the momentum of Ruth's story, God was at work, even when it wasn't immediately obvious that God was at work. There's always movement 
And as a church family, we need to know that we don't fix things, but we're always looking to God's purposes as the center line of history. Whatever a pandemic may seem like, whatever the new season with all its inevitable tensions may be like, with all the need for us to have to hold together the fact that some people will be worried and some people will be excited, some will be um, doing okay financially, some people will be really struggling financially. Some parts of the world will have greater health. Other parts of the world will continue to be under the pandemic. Our God is at work. There is a momentum. He is the center line of all human history. Whatever a pandemic might try and claim, in a sense, whatever any other forces might try and claim. And we are called as a church family, as Trinity, to be non-anxious travelers. Are you a a non-anxious traveller? That's what it means, as we were being reminded through Philippians by Paul, to have the hope of Jesus Christ, what he has done on the cross. It doesn't depend on us. It doesn't depend on how we feel. It depends on who God is and what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And with his presence, with the Holy Spirit, God with us, we can be non-anxious travellers. Here's just a few verses from Luke 24 about travelling together. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? I love that that little story from from scripture, uh, that little uh, few verses of Jesus drawing alongside two travelers on the road. They're anxious, they're worried because of everything that's happened in Jerusalem, because of the events of the cross. And he draws alongside And then they know him in the breaking of bread, in communion, in hospitality. It's a picture for us as Trinity, as we journey down this road into the unknown, that God is drawing alongside us. Jesus is drawing alongside us and we can know him, we can encounter him. And of course, we can then lead other people on that same journey. That's our calling, our mission, because lots of things have changed as a church during this pandemic, um, but our mission hasn't. We're still called to make committed followers of Jesus who change communities and nations for him. He's the center of our church life, always will be. I love the, also the image from scripture when Jesus is at the center of a crowd and there's lots of different kinds of people gathered around him. And a woman, if you know the story in Luke's gospel, a woman reaches forward and touches the hem of his cloak and is healed. And that's how I think about church. I think about us as a, a great crowd of people with tax collectors and notorious sinners as well as the religious And the question is about direction. What's the direction of our lives? Is it towards Jesus or away from Jesus? And a question about proximity, about closeness. And we are called to take people by the hand in this season to serve our mission, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Take people by the hand and walk. Lead them closer to encounter with him. That hasn't changed 
Our values haven't also changed. We're still called to connect with God, to be focused on Jesus, pursuing God's kingdom, attentive to the Holy Spirit, rooted in the Bible, formed as we pray and we worship. We are still called, even though we are far from perfect, though we're called to walk the walk of loving each other deeply and dealing with mess honestly. We're called to share openly, to learn together, to serve willingly, to live generously. And in this new season, how important is that going to be as some of us struggle that others live generously? We're called to be on an adventure. That's a value we have with God, equipping and sending. But yes, um, our image is therefore still of the wild salmon. Here's my wild salmon picture. We're not called to be fixed. We're called to, to swim the stream of life. We're going to do our best to set the banks of the river, we, to, to define the banks as much as we can. But there's an enormous amount that we won't be able to define the flow. And it's led by the Spirit as we're called to follow where God leads in mission. And yet we're still called, I believe, with our three all-ins. Hudson, thank you. Just stick that up there as well. Our three all-ins to be all-in with God, all-in with each other and all-in for the world. Just some thoughts on what that may look like for us in the autumn to uh, kind of put some banks in the, in the, in the river and, uh, and then watch the flow. We can take that down. Thanks, Hudson, so much. Um, the first is around all in. Well, friends, we've got to learn, haven't we, what God's always been trying to teach us, that we grow as disciples rooted in our homes, not here. As someone on a, a webinar I was on said, we need to think in terms of couch to 5K, not once a week hits at the gym. Every day with Jesus. And we need to resource each other to do that walking with God. That's going to be a major focus for us in the autumn as a church family. What are our healthy habits as followers of Jesus? And how do we equip and support each other to walk the walk, couch to 5K, not one-off hits at the gym. With each other, we've got to learn more and more about life groups and supporting our, our small communities because they need to increase in number and variety, don't they? That's a, a truth that we've learned, certainly through this pandemic, that our small gatherings are more important, actually, in some ways, hear me carefully, than the big times on a Sunday couch to 5k not one-off hits at the gym we are having to adapt our staff team roles we're going to have to really look at finance we're going to ask God about our buildings in the light of everything that we we've experienced and what it means even more to be a mission movement wild salmon traveling with Jesus non-anxious Finance, I've mentioned that, is going to be a challenge for us in some ways. But God, of course, hasn't run out of money. But yes, we're going to need this new spirit of gener generosity as we support people in our church family who are going to be struggling financially. And we as a church also look to steward well God's resources. 
I love the fact that through this pandemic, we've given 70, uh, sorry, £50,000 to mission building projects. We've given £15,000 to feed 3,000 people in North Macedonia. We've provided more than 100 gift bags for key workers. I love the fact that the money we were going to use to fly some people to, to Kenya for mission trips, we've given that to support the clergy and their families in Kenya instead. This is the heart of generosity that we need to have in a world which will be anxious. And so finally, to say all in for the world, all in with God, we're going to need to learn to walk with him. All in together, we're going to need to learn more about partnering and sharing generously. All in for the world. Well, this is our, our mission, isn't it? To meet with people in the crowd and take them by the hand and lead them in towards Jesus. Here's a, a graphic I've created. You're going to like this. Look at that. Isn't that amazing? I'm not quite sure what it looks like at a distance, but somehow, if you can see, it's got Jesus at the center. Then it's got kind of like a ring which is around our personal healthy habits. The next ring out, you might think about life groups and the way we do church in small communities. And then the next ring out is our ministries as, as Trinity, whether that's transform ministry or whether that's a, a women's ministry or the other things that we do, youth, social on a Friday. And then there's green space. And that's where we interact with people in the outside of the, of the, of the crowd. And you know, if Jesus is yellow and... The world out there is blue, yellow and blue mixed together and make green. Don't you like that? Can you see the squiggly lines? That's the journey with Jesus in towards the center. And I'm that one on the right hand side, which is doing lots of loops. Thanks, Hudson. It's not straightforward, but the picture for us as Trinity is to travel with expectancy to travel with hope, to travel with confidence in what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. To meet people who are interested in finding out more. Meet them on the edge of the crowd. Take them by the hand and lead them to meet with Jesus. To break bread together so that he is known to them. Remember what Paul taught us as he spoke to the church in Philippi, from a time of great personal pressure, we have confidence in the good news of Jesus Christ. God is at work. Our mindset, our attitude needs to be one of humility so that we can be united. We need to run the race, edit out the distractions, you may remember we said. And our position needs to be one of thankfulness and gratitude. Tim, when he spoke, said, thankfulness and gratitude positions our hearts to receive all that God has for us. Let's do that right now. Why don't we just come to God at home, in the building, and say, God, we recognize there's an adventure ahead. We recognize that for us, the path may not be clear, but you are with us. 
And so we want to position our hearts to receive all that you have for us, God. Give us hearts filled with thankfulness and with gratitude. And let that inspire us as a church family into stepping out, taking people by the hand and sharing the good news with them. Help us, God, as Trinity, to be a force for transformation in Cheltenham, in Gloucestershire and beyond. Help us to be a blessing, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we're coming to the end of our, our celebration this morning. So very soon the Zoom prayer meetings will, will open up for those of you who are, are watching online. So let's uh, have a, a, final, a final prayer. Oh, Lord God, we thank you. Thank you for being with us wherever we are. Thank you that those of us here in the building are joined to those at home because you are the centre. You, you are at the centre of all our lives. And Lord, yes, we thank you for the journey, the adventure that we can have with you. Pray that, Lord, that you would give us uh, courage and the hearts to, to walk with you and do that adventure with you and to see where you take us. Praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.